0: Welcome to another episode of Z-List Radio. This is Ro Hurley. Um, earlier, Chris and I did an interview with Thomas Riccio, who um, is most notably the individual responsible for putting O.J. in prison by his recordings made at the Powell Station Hotel in Las Vegas during O.J.'s attempted robbery, I guess is what you call it. Anyways, um We uh, had some audio trouble at the end, so this is only a partial interview with him, but I hope you enjoy it, and he's promised to come on again. So here we go this is Ro hurley and i'm here with my co-host chris otto hello chris hey Ro. Hey, uh, we have a special guest today, Thomas Riccio. Do you know who he is? Uh, Yes, I do. Well, who is he? Um, He was involved in the OJ trial. Yeah. He's got a new book out. It's called Busted, the Inside Story of the World of Sports Memorabilia, OJ Simpson and the Vegas Arrests. Welcome, Thomas.
1: Hey, how are you, Ellen?
0: I'm I'm good. Auto man
1: over there?
0: Auto man. (laughs) Hey, um, should I call you Thomas or Tommy or...
1: Anything you feel Tom's good.
0: Okay, Tom, okay. All right, Tom, well let's let's start from the beginning. Well first of all, I think it's interesting that I I met you through Henry Hill.
1: He's yeah, he's quite a character, Henry.
0: Yeah. How are you friends with Henry? Um you
1: know, I do memorabilia. I um I I I, I approach celebrities for signings. And oh. I did that with Henry. Um Henry, of course, in case people out there don't know who he is. He was the um, character based in the movie Goodfellas. He was uh, the main guy. He was Henry Hill. Uh, um, you know, in that movie Ray that, Liotta, uh, yeah. Ray Liotta played him in the movie. Yep. And uh yeah, he's he's way out there, but uh he actually, you know, um, you know, a lot of people say I should be afraid to be around him, but he's, uh, he's uh, at least in this part of, part of his life, he's a harmless old man that just likes to drink a lot, but he's kind of funny too. But uh But I did a couple of uh, signings for um, uh, memorabilia signings with him. The way I I did with other celebrities, including O.J., which turned into uh, the fiasco we know now.
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting. Well, let's start from the beginning. So, I've been reading a little bit. I read some excerpts from your book and um, and also some stuff on you on the internet. And it seems that you actually you you're you're a felon from early on. I mean, you you were a felon for. what what was it for arson, prison escape, and stolen property charges?
1: Yeah, the the arson thing. It, it was uh, there were people living in my house, and I burnt their stuff on my porch. That's the one. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm no angel. I've done a lot of <laughs> bad things that I that I um, I'm not proud of. One um, of my younger days, the arson thing. I mean, it really makes me cringe when I hear that because I mean it was just. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't like I knocked the, the Twin Towers down or something. I burnt some garbage on my porch that, from some transients that were living in my house when I moved out. But anyway, uh-huh. um, you, know, um, you know, yeah, I, 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 um, I, I knowingly uh, bought stolen goods when I was a kid, and I, uh, I sold them all over the place, got caught. I went to jail for that and um, didn't like it in jail, so I escaped. and and (laughs) And how
0: did you escape i was wondering about that how did how did i was was in connecticut
1: medium security prison in danbury and i was i was going for a parole hearing and they told me since i was a youthful offender i was a teenage offender that um and i hadn't had any violence on my record that i would be uh getting out soon and when i went they they uh accused me of having more inventory that i didn't turn over and they said unless i came up with that inventory i was going to do the full amount of time and i got really upset and i um I climbed up on the roof and uh climbed up on a higher roof on that roof and then hung off hung off the other side jumped it was actually snowing that day, so the visibility was kinda kind of uh bad, which was a plus for me and i then I jumped over a barbed wire fence and then ran through the woods and I had some postage stamps with me and um went to the post office and sold them to uh to a guy behind me in line at a cut-rate deal and got got a ticket to my uh, friend's house in Bayonne and got a plane ride to California for, from uh, from there. I mean, but you know what? A, a lot of things in my life, bad things turn to good things. If I didn't escape from prison, I, I wouldn't have met my wife. I met my wife a few days later. I was with her oh. for about six months, and then I got caught with a with a uh, traffic ticket, and they found out who I was. They put me back in. The judge was really cool because I was working at the time while I was out on escape, and my wife wrote a letter to the judge and everything else. She was my girlfriend at the time. And um, when I got out, uh, I married my wife, who I'd met while I was out on the escape, and I ended up having a couple of kids and sort of lived happily ever after with a couple of little mm-hmm. bleeps here and there. But uh, but uh, like I said, some weird things uh, in my life actually turned into good things. There's always a silver lining, you know.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now, how, how do you, when you escape from prison in the snow, how did you not be recognized as a criminal though I mean you said you went to the post office
1: I was wearing a a, this is federal prison that they give you Uh these things like when you work outside they give you these parachute jumpsuits that you wear that that are all from the army they give you all these army clothes Mm -hmm. they also let you order from the canteen like sweatsuits and sneakers so I wore my sweat clothes underneath this little jumpsuit went over the fence and when I got over the fence and got into the woods I'll never forget, I kept hearing cars go by, and I was running and running and running. Finally, I figured after a mile or two, I was running alongside a highway. I, I took off the jumpsuit, and now I was wearing a sweatsuit. And then I went across the highway into a neighborhood. and I saw a guy shoveling out the driveway. I had about, I don't know, $60, $70 worth of 20-cent stamps on me at the time. And I knew I, if I got to the post office, I might be able to sell them. So I asked him where the post office was, and he was telling me, you go down there, you turn right there. And finally he said, if you help me shovel out the driveway, it was snowing. He said, if you help me shovel out the driveway, I'll take you there. You got it. So I shoveled out this guy's driveway. He took me to the post Shit. office. And from the post office, I was standing in line, and I went to sell the, post, uh, the, the, the uh, stamps to the guy at the counter. And the guy goes, you can't sell postage back to the post office. And the guy behind me it's just weird the way things happen like I well, you give me a better deal i'll I'll buy them from you and I well, and he said something to me like what what what's the matter there son uh was your Christmas list bigger in your mind than in reality, I go, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it. I had a big christmas list I thought uh you know I had a food uh stamp for well, I'll buy them. and I think I gave him whatever it was. I gave him like a ten dollar break, and he gave me the cash. and that was enough for me to to, to get um a, a a bus or whatever it was over to uh to Bayonne, where my friends lived. One of my friends was driving my car. I signed a title over to him for enough money to get out to California. And just one thing led to another, and I, and I, and I ended up um, getting a little place, rented it by the week. I worked at a baseball card shop, and I actually was doing well until what happened was a few days after I got there, I got a jaywalking ticket in California. Not like New York, <laughs> they give you jaywalking tickets out there. And uh-huh. I had it under my phony name. So I just ripped it up and threw it in the garbage. Well, about six months later, I got a speeding ticket or whatever it was, a ticket. I was trying to get my wife home, my girlfriend home, uh, because you know, um, her her father was very strict. It was kind of late. And they found that I had a warrant for my arrest for that jaywalking ticket. So they brought me in to jail. They fingerprint me, and they found out who I was, and they put me back (laughs) in prison. The federal marshals came and got me, and they put me back in prison. But at that point, I felt like... My mission was accomplished. I had something to live for. I found this really nice girl who loved me and was going to wait for me, and uh, I felt content doing the rest of my time. I really didn't even get any extra time. They gave me suspended sentence in a halfway house because I was working and I was doing well when I was out on the escape. A lot of people wrote letters for me, and uh, like I said, a a pretty bad, scary situation turned into a, a, a really good situation for me.
0: Oh, that that's good now. I, I did read your foreword where you where you said um I guess you and your wife were married and divorced and remarried right. or No I mean, no, no. what happened
1: work? was when I was in jail, my wife's a very easygoing, nice woman. I, I'm a little bit more I, I I'm a little bit more crazy. She's not crazy.
0: <laughs> right.
1: She's we, right. we make a perfect couple. I mean I mean she's very easygoing. I'm a little more assertive and things like that. But um, you know what the problem with that is when you know she's pretty easily persuaded by anybody except me, you know. So when I was right. in, when I was in jail the second time, I went back to jail. Uh, the first time I went to jail for buying stolen goods and I was guilty of. It. The second time I had a baseball card shop. Someone stole sold me a collection. A year and a half later, it turned out to be stolen. But because of my record, they arrested me and I ended up. Um, that's a whole other story. I ended up going to jail for for something that I didn't I didn't even know it was stolen. But while I was in jail that time my in laws talked my wife into divorcing me, which is probably oh. like one of the worst days of my life when I got that I was actually expecting her to come visit me. Instead I got a um got a knock yes, on my sir. door. It was a it was a counselor from the jail saying that, you know, I was getting divorce papers it was very, very depressing for me. But uh, oh. I, I got out uh, you know, when I got out I had to see a um I had to see a, 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 um parole psychiatrist, a prison psychiatrist, you know. I had to go, like, every couple of weeks to a psychiatrist while I was on parole. And one of the things they said to me was, um, so what's your goal for the next six months? Well, these are very important six months while you're out. And I said to him, um, I'd like to get my wife back. My wife divorced me. I'd like to get her back. I'd like to have a house. I'd like to have hundred grand in the bank. And the guy goes, wait a minute. So what's your situation now? I said, well, my wife divorced me. She doesn't want, doesn't want to see me. Where are you live? And I said, I just I'm renting by the week from some old lady's house. I don't have a house. So i having I had to borrow some money from my brother. So I, <laughs> and and um, you know, what what, do you, what are you doing for a living? How are you going to get this money? I go, well, there's this new thing called eBay. And uh, uh, the baseball card shops aren't doing well, but uh, but the sh- shops are consigning to me to put on this online thing called eBay, and I'm starting to do all right with it, and I think I can do all right. The guy goes, listen, here's the deal. He goes. Um, you're borderline. This is uh, you got delusions of grandeur, and you're borderline bipolar. He goes, um, <laughs> if you don't get more realistic goals, like get a job at McDonald's, whatever, you, you you don't have your wife. Your wife don't want anything to do with you. You don't have a job really, and you don't have a place to stay yet. You want a house. You want a hundred thousand in the bank. You want your wife back. Give up all those goals and just be more modestly, and or you can end up right back in prison. So I just kept right. my mouth. Well, when like less than six months I had a house I had my wife back I had a I had 150 grand in the bank so so um, you know the, the doctors don't always know everything so
0: So, you're like the Forrest Gump of the criminal or the sports memorabilia world, right?
1: (laughs) I've had people say that to me before. That's not the first time I was was told that. I always seem to be in a weird place, at at a weird time in history, a lot of times. With the Anna Nicole incident, with the diaries, and with OJ, and a lot of other things in my life, I always seem to be there. In the news, not not really trying to be there, but it just ends up happening, you know.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that Anna Nicole thing because I'll build up to the OJ, but but now you ended up with the sole rights to her diaries, right?
1: Well, what happened was I, I, I deal in in all kinds of I, I like unusual memorabilia. I don't like I'm really not that interested in a signed photo, but mm-hmm. I like like um I like 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 Thomas Edison's patent for the light bulb. Like I had Elvis Presley's. Contract to buy Graceland, or has actually his actual purchase agreement to buy Graceland. I've had Marilyn Monroe's first ever um, modeling contract. Those are the things that excite me. And I'm, I'm, you know, a lot of people say, Tom, you get excited about things. You could sell ice to an Eskimo, and I really can't sell ice to an Eskimo. But it's true. If I get excited about something, I could sell it even to a person that didn't even know the item existed. Those are the items, the kind of Hollywood or even historical memorabilia is what I specialize in because I get really excited about it and I'm able to sell it. So this guy goes to me, look, Adam um, Nicole, um, were, I, I lived right next door to where they were doing that silly little Anna Nicole show for E. She moved out oh. and I got her diaries. So I'm going, wow. so, so I go, okay, and he goes, well, yeah, I want like a thousand dollars for it. And I thought about it and he says, know, oh, this is really cool. She's talking about all this weird sexual stuff and, I, and I'm reading it and it's blowing my mind. The, the things she's You know, she makes her boyfriends do to her and all gets. You know, it makes me blush. You know, so so so, um, I'm thinking this is kind of cool, but it is out of the cold. No one's really surprised at this point that she would, you know, um, you know, make make her boyfriends uh, stick their tongue up in in her butt and all these kind of weird things she was doing. You know, no one's really surprised. It's kind of funny. It might be a little shock. No one's really surprised at all these things in this diary. And she had one about this. this guy Howard Marshall, who was like a billionaire, she had like a, this testimonial to him. That went one, it was it was kind of cool, but it wasn't it wasn't really um, that newsworthy or, or that that surprising to me because everyone knew who Adam Nicole was at that point.
0: So, right. So, and Howard, Howard Marshall was her husband, right? The right. Husband at, that, earlier,
1: yeah. but this not at that point. Uh, not at that point. Okay. At that point, she had just finished E. She was moving out. These diaries got tossed around. And the guy wanted like $1,000 for it. I almost bought it from him. But I decided, yeah, the show's off the air. No one's going to, she's really, he, I mean, if you read these diaries, she's misspelling every other word. She looks really <laughs> stupid. The, the things that she's doing and the drugs that she's doing, and every. it's kind of funny, but I don't think that, I, her star was fading at that point. Right. But what happens is a few months later, her son dies. And for some reason, she's all over the news, like the biggest news story in the world. And I'm like, okay, um, I called the guy back, I said, "I want to buy it, and goes, "I can't find them. Uh, and if I find them, I want 10 grand. And I'm actually considering buying them, because I remember there's all this stuff about her marrying, this rich guy for the son's well-being and everything. Right. I thought it would be interesting for the news story. So I said, "Give me a call if you can find them." Anyway, this, the story stays in the news for a few weeks, but it fades away, and I never hear from him again. Believe it or not, a few months later, she ends up dropping dead. So and, and, then, and then I see him because I found the diaries, and he shows me the diaries. Now he wants fifty grand for the diaries. So, so I looked at him a little bit, and he ends up throwing me in her licenses, her IDs, a couple hundred checks. And I said, all right, you wow. got a deal for 50000 I didn't want these, these diaries for 1000 but for 50000 I took them. And I came up with this idea of going on these shows and promoting the diaries for the auction. So I, I, I go to the shows, and none of the shows want to pay me. So I came up with an idea of getting a sponsorship, not just promoting my auction house, but I, 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 um, I, I was um, this company called ClipsForSeal.com, it's an adult website. They put pages, obscene pages of the diary online, and every show I went on, they gave me 10000 to promote it. So I would go wow. on, i talked about a couple of things from the diaries. And I would say, look, if you want to read more, go to ClipsForSeal.com, and you can read the whole, you know, sordid details of her life and all the nasty triple X things and it was working out good. I, I, I got contacts from TMZ, I met Harvey Levin, he was putting he was putting um he was putting like links to this and, and and it was really good. I was raking in the money and this for whatever reason, this story just kept going on and on, week after week, until the Virginia Tech um story hit in where where these kids got shot. And then the story right. went away, and, and, and it was basically done. And, um, but I did very well. We broke records with the seal of the diary. I developed all these new uh, innovative, ideas, innovative ideas about how to make money by going on shows, working with other sponsors. It was really good. No one had ever done this before. And people were calling me asking me, how did you do this? How you? Well, I worked with a company called Splash. They sold pages. I worked with a, wow. I worked with a, with a publisher named Phoenix. They, they were working with her half-sister, and they took pages of it. I sold just the images of the pages of the diaries, not the actual diaries. And then I sold the diaries by themselves, and I found ten different ways to make money that nobody ever did in the world. And I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, well, that's cool. It's all done with now. Now it's time to move on to other things. Little did I know that a lot of those ideas, a couple of months later, helped me make much more money. And all my contacts with TMZ helped me make money with the OJ situation
0: right okay well that that's a good um, lead into that so so you had known OJ from the sports memorabilia what was your impression of OJ did he kill Nicole and Ron
1: yeah I wasn't there for that situation so I really don't like to comment on it a lot there's a lot of evidence that says he did Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of people say hey were you friends with him did he talk to you about it I really wasn't friends with him I only met him two times in my life I talked to him maybe twenty times on the phone but I only met him two different days in my entire life. And it's funny, the one of the days, the first time I met him, um, my daughter, who's who's an entertainment reporter, teenage entertainment reporter, he was nice enough to get interviewed by her, even though his agent didn't want him to do it and everything else. And, um, you know, uh, some, th- these at the show that I was doing, all these reporters were asking him about the murder, about different things like that. And he goes, and, he, and, he's, and, he, and just out of the blue, he just asked me, Tom, do you think I did it? Just out of, I mean, we weren't even talking about it, and I'm like, I was like caught off guard, and I'm like, well, you were found not guilty. He goes, that's damn right. Don't don't anybody. No one should forget that I was found not guilty, and that was basically the <laughs> whole conversation I ever had with him about that. So I I don't know about the murders, but I can tell you everything about what happened in Vegas and about the whole situation. I was there for that, and I recorded everything. So, I yeah. Now how. how-
0: no, actually, you know, I met I met him like twice in the late '80s, and and he was very, always very kind right. and accommodating, like very accommodating right. to people. Did you think that he seemed yeah. like he
1: wanted to be friends with everybody?
0: Exactly. He was very, exactly. Very, very nice.
1: He would tell jokes. He was always smiling. Always. I never saw him go crazy until the, the day of the incident, where where he, you know, where he brought those thugs the... in guns and he was yelling and screaming at him. I never saw that side of him until that day.
0: So. And then you saw the monster come out. So tell me, okay, so tell me now, He, I, I was reading a little bit about this. So you you told, I guess you were in contact with the guys who had his belongings Here's what or happened.
1: The okay. Anna Nicole thing died down, and I was doing a car show, a car um, show where I sell. I warm up the crowd by selling memorabilia before the old cars come up on stage. I would sell like Elvis Presley's hair framed up and get pieces of Marilyn Monroe stockings and stuff. And uh, as I'm coming off stage, I get a call, and it was the guy who originally told me about OJ, this guy named Al Beersley. Mm -hmm. A few years earlier, he showed up at a show saying he can produce OJ for the first time in 10 years since the murders to do a show for $5,000, and it intrigued me. We we actually asked our customers who said, yeah, we'd like some uh, Hall of Fame stuff signed or some Heisman stuff. As, you know, and we just decided as long as it had nothing to do with the trial, just football stuff, we would do this thing for $5,000. And we found out this guy was crazy. He really wasn't O.J.'s agent. His agent actually said this guy was a stalker. He's a nutcase. And we broke off ties with him. But O.J. called up and said, you know, we do a show with you if you want. We just, we can't do anything with this guy. And uh, mm-hmm. and we ended up doing the show with him. We actually did it at a horror, a comic horror show and it worked out alright, you know, we, we made some modest money, it worked out fine, and we were actually expecting the stalker guy named Al Beardsley to show up who said that he was friends with OJ, that he, he was OJ's friend and agent and everything else, and we, were, we, had, we had security watching for him, and we, little did we know he was in prison for stalking somebody else, he never showed up, oh. but here he is at the show, calling me, telling me he saw me on TV with Adam Nicole's diaries, and he wanted... To, he had something that was even more interesting. He had O.J. stolen items from his house, and he wanted to sell them to me. Now, I, I've been in trouble before. I've been in the prison for selling. I thought this guy was setting me up. I immediately called the FBI. And I called the police, and they were like, mm-hmm. "Oh, well, this guy's saying it was stolen years ago. You got to call, you got to call. It's a civil case, or call O.J." So I called O.J. and I told him. You know that weirdo that said he was representing you? He says he has all this stuff. I don't know whether it's true or not. And when I showed him the list of stuff, he said, he said that stuff was stolen from my house by my former agent. He's probably brokering it. And he called me back and says, on, man, this is stuff that has a money value. It's for my kids. I really want this stuff back. And he came up with the idea of why don't we just say we have a buyer. I'll show up. I'll tell these guys, look, this is mine. Either give it to me or I'm calling the police. And me right. he did a deal with me that he was going to sign this new book coming out called, If I Did It, which he was really on the outs with. They, the golden <laughs> took over it. He wasn't going to sign anything, but he said he would sign two copy, 200 copies for me if I helped right. him do this. So I said, fine, I'll do it. You, you, you. Wasn't
0: he, wait, wait a second, wasn't he going to sign something like this this book is bullshit or something?
1: That was one. For a long time, he kept saying, Tom, I'll sign anything you want, but I don't want to sign the book. My customers wanted that book signed. It was coming out. It was a lot yeah. of news about it. Finally, he said, I'll sign it if I put, um, this is not my book, O.J. Simpson, or
0: th- oh, this book okay. is a
1: bunch of garbage, O.J. Simpson. Yeah. So I said, fine, you can write whatever you want like that on there. Just write." To-. So I made the agreement with him, I went, I, and uh, he was going to go in there and tell these guys that that uh, the stuff was his. Either give it to him or call him the police, and I signed up for all that. Met him that afternoon, he was drinking down at the thing, he was all excited about getting his stuff back, he decided he wanted to do it in my room, and I was really concerned about this guy, Al Beersley. who's been in prison for stalking, he's been in psych ward, so I put a little recorder up on the armoire, up above my um, TV. Oh, a
0: video it, recorder, right? There was
1: a little uh, digital uh, audio recorder. Oh, okay. You know, Ro, those little things? Yeah, but, I have yeah, one, I put, yeah. I put, I put one up there, and uh, it records for like, I don't know, for like... 144 hours. Right. And, you know, I was going to get a little, uh, you know, one-hour cassette tape thing, but they told me about this I'm Thank God I did. Put it up there, and, um, you know, O.J. came over, and uh, he came bursting in the room, and he came with these guys, and, and um, started screaming at the, the guys, you know, you mother effers, you stole my shit. You think you can get away with that? <laughs> and these guys pulled out guns, and it turned into an armed robbery. So, wow. Um, you know, so, so you
0: had beardsley in the room with you and he didn't know oj was coming
1: you know it's funny the plan that oj had worked like a charm the first right. few seconds the first half minute to a minute the guys were like oj i'm sorry take it back i'm sorry you uh you know mike took it and then gave it to me but you can have it you can have it. and then then i don't know there was something near it didn't belong that wasn't, mm-hmm. it was mixed in with the stuff that was stolen from O.J., one of the guys said, hey, that's mine, and the other guy said, don't you touch that mother thing, get your hands on and pulled out guns and turned it into an armed robbery. Oh, if if right. they if they would have just kept the guns in their thing, oh, uh, you wouldn't be hearing about it, they would have never called the police, because they were apologizing for having O.J. stolen, until it turned into an armed robbery, his plan actually worked, believe it or not.
0: Wow. But then it, then
1: it turned into an armed robbery, and the guys called the police, and then they went on, they, they were trying to get me arrested. They were saying that I had coordinated the arm rod, but I had all the tapes of everything. I told them, right. O.J., you know, if you're going to have somebody there, it's got to be security guards in the next room. I want to do this all right. I've been in trouble too much. I'm, I'm an old man now. I'm in my 40s. I'm no right. 19-year-old kid, you know, screwing around anymore. I don't want yeah. go to go to jail. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm a real puss now compared to what I, 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 you know, when I was a kid, I did anything as long as no one got hurt. Now, now, now you know, I... I would rather have the police on my side instead of you know on the other side. But I did everything I could to cover it, and and thank God I did because those guys were trying to implicate me. And um, when I went into the room to get my stuff back, I grabbed the recorder, and I waited a few days. And those guys were going on TMZ saying that I, you know, I had set them up and that I I I, I hyped, I talked O.J. into doing this, and everything. And then later on, I ended up selling the tapes to TMZ, and they saw the truth and. And it, and like I said, my relationships with TMZ, from the Adam Nicole stuff, and all the other um, stations and all the other um, you know networks and everything, ended up uh, working for me. So right, you know,
0: wow. And one so, thing led to
1: another. People knew who are, what I ended up getting book deals and everything else. And you know, um, you know, I, the thing that really I really love about this whole thing is, you know, now they're talking about doing a movie out of the book, which would be great. But the thing is, even though the book didn't sell millions of copies, it's been in book clubs, um, you know, professors have used it in college, they've had me on with questions and answers with some of the people. It was required re- reading in a couple of different courses. Uh, wow. People seem to really love the book. It's gotten nothing but positive feedback, and I'm really proud of that. So,
0: I'm, Yeah, I was reading some of the feedback on Amazon.
1: Yeah, even on Amazon, I think it's gotten nothing yeah. but positive feedback. So it's it's been... Uh, it's been great. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. you know. Hopefully, they do that movie, and uh, it'll it'll be it'll be it'll be great. I'm really looking forward to it.
0: So, did you did you have to testify against OJ? Did, were you in the trial? No, I made it trial? clear
1: that that when I was testifying, that I'm not testifying for OJ or against him. I'm going to tell the truth, and a lot of, both sides got very upset with me because in the over the course of telling the truth, would happen some things helped one side and some things helped the other, some things hurt one side, some things hurt the other side, and so both sides were sort of upset with me, but the bottom line is when you're telling the truth about something, it's not always going to be entirely for one side or for the other, and and I had immunity for one condition as long as I told the truth, so I made it clear I am not uh, uh, I am not a witness for the defense or the prosecution. I'm only going to be a witness for the truth, and, and right. that's what happened, you know. So um well, that, you know I, I mean he ended up getting 9 to 33 years um, he could have taken a deal I understand for a few years and the, you know the, the bottom line is the world really wanted him and uh, you know I guess they ended up getting him at the end. You
0: know? Yeah. Well when yeah. when you were when they called you to the stand who who examined you and who cross-examined you did, were they you examined
1: did. They both they both examined me and cross examined Bo- both uh who was it Chris Owen for the uh for the uh, prosecution and uh, Yel Galanter for the defense. They both uh, had me up there for several days.
0: Unfortunately, this is where our interview ended. We had some software issues. Very unprofessional, I know. I do apologize. Um, but we will have him on again. We'll ask him a lot of the questions that we missed in this interview. Um, but in the meantime, you can check out his book. Busted, The Inside Story of the World Sports Memorabilia, O.J. Simpson and the Vegas Arrests. Available everywhere, Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, anywhere on the internet you can buy this book. Anyhow, thanks for listening. <laughs>